there should be player development at programs outside of just Division One FBS football. And so today, I am addressing something. When I look at one of the number one podcast episodes I have, it's talking about smaller programs creating player development. So we're going to talk about that today, how a smaller program or a less resource program can create impactful player development on their campus. Hello, hello, hello. My name is Ed Jones II, and this is the 97th episode of the Player Development Pod. 97, seldom up, 97, as your uncle might say at the cookout, or you all have uncles that talk like that at the cookout, but wear the open toe shoes. Anyway, 97th episode of Player Development Pod, and some of you all, some of you all have literally tuned into every single podcast episode. And if that is you, please put it in the notes. I want to share something with you. I really do. I want to thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for supporting the Player Development Pod. I'm the host of this podcast. I'm also the founder of Beyond the Field Player Development, where we help create impactful player development professionals and programs. You can find out how we do that by clicking in the show notes, the player development resources there to help you. All right, so let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. I have really, really committed to bringing this topic, I don't want to call it an issue, this topic to the forefront, forefront of player development. I have a podcast episode with Chris Smith right here where uh, we talk about FCS player development. So, hey, click on that. Shout out to my guy Chris Smith at SFA. We dove into what player development looks like at FCS, at the FCS level. And from there, I wrote a blog about how to create player development at smaller programs. It's in the show notes. And I had also had another podcast episode right here with Andre Sims Jr., who is now at Syracuse, but during this podcast when we recorded it he was at Brookwood High School in Georgia and so we talked about high school player development and so want to bring focus there because I think player development should happen for every athlete in the world every athlete in the world for every sport now right now it's strongest strongest um, presence is division one FBS and that's a reality and that's fine uh, as I had six years in that role, but definitely want to talk about how, you know, if you're at a smaller program, maybe your FCS, D2, D3, NAIA, JUCO, high school, or a youth organization, want to talk about how you can create player development where you are. And I have five ways you can do it. And if you stick, if you stick through this uh, podcast episode, I have something that will help you when we get to the end. But we're going to talk about that because I, I want you to create the same impact that I was able to create at the University of Houston, the University of Kansas, and Baylor University. I have five ways. There are five ways to create player development programming with the resources you are afforded at these programs. We'll just say, and I don't want to say smaller program to diminish what anyone's doing. But let's say less resource. Hopefully you all know where my heart is in that. I'm not trying to. Yeah, yeah, y'all know where my heart's at. You've been here before. All right, so here are the five ways. Number one, number one, you have to engage your campus resources. Engage your campus resources. Every campus I, that I've been a part of and every campus I know, they have a few things. They're going to have a career center or career services. They're going to have it. So maybe you you can't do the full, you know, ex, externships, internships you may see uh, Clemson do or uh, Michigan do or, or a, uh, you know, 
a Kansas deal when I was there or all these other programs, but you have career services. You can help players, uh, athletes get their resumes, different things done. Use that resource. Every camp is going to have mental health resources. Use those. There's counselors, there's professionals that this campus, they're paying people to get these things done to help your athletes. Use those as well. And every campus has a community relations department. Every campus or a volunteer program. I know when I was at Houston, they call it the Metropolitan Volunteer Program or MVP. Every university has a community relations department. And so those are, are, are a few areas. There's a lot, lot more you can do your research or you can get with me. Hey, hit me up. I'll do it for you. Let's work together to make it happen because this is a business, not just a podcast. But there's a lot of research that your campus has that you can use in a role to help aid your players. And these people will love to help. They're there to help anyway. They're there to help anyway. I had a conversation with someone today who's at an FCS program. And I mentioned their, their, um, they said, well, how do I get this done? I said, you email them and you let them know that they can help, you know, create the best mascot name in the university of the next 10 years. And they're going to, they're going to fall into that. So, you know, reach out to those people, campus resources. You do not, I use them at the universities I was at, and we were a, you know, for lack of a better word, a, a more resource program, but I use those resources. Use your campus resources. Number two, use your, the organization resources. So whatever organization you're under. So if you're in college, you have a conference, a division, uh, maybe a region, but you have an organization that, uh, presides, uh, over you and all that you all do. You all have a, you know, a code of laws that you have to adhere to use that organization. If it's a conference, like I said, or an institution, use that. If you're at the high school level, you have a school district, there's a school district, right? They have resources. You know, when I was at, uh, when I taught high school, we had a, um, you know, a school that was dedicated to career and technical education. You know, there's other resources, you know, you, you have so many people, not just the resources that the organization provides, but even the professions, there may be a associate commissioner, there may be a assistant superintendent who is passionate about something, use your organizational resources to help create opportunities in the role. Number three, your community resources. Use the community resources, right? You're in a community, you're in a city, you're in a county, you're in an area, there are resources. You may have politicians that have initiatives. You may have companies that have initiatives, initiatives that they wanna meet. There are different organizations in the community that wanna get things done that may align with what you wanna to do to help student athletes. Use the community resources, get to know those people, and create impact in the community together. Now, before we continue on, I want to talk to you about talk to you about a course that I created just for you. It's called the Guide to Player Development Course. It is a self-paced course that will walk you through creating a player development outline so that you can have a foundation to create immediate impact in the player development role. Check it out in the show notes. I mentioned community, and there are certain things in the community you have, but number four the city and county resources. There are a lot there. There are a lot there. There's more um, funding at that level, uh, maybe more funding than your community, but there's definitely funding there at the city and county resources. And you want to get to know the people who are making decisions in your city and county. Align with them. Who, who, who's the mayor of the city? You know, who, who's getting things done? Who, who leads the county? Who's, there are people getting things done. 
they want to affect the city and county. They want to affect the residents there. So, hey, at the time, your student athletes are residents of the city and the county. So get those resources to help you as well. And number five, this is the most overlooked resource. Overlooked resource for universities that have player development, those who do not. I think it's the most overlooked resource in general is use your alumni resources. Use your alumni, your former players, your and. It's not just former players. I had a lot of impact from people who just went to the school that were alumni of the university. Use those resources. Every university has an alumni department, right? There's somebody that, that has lists and different things like that. I use it in, 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 in a lot of cases. Some of these colleges, they have alumni bases inside the college. So when I was at the University of Houston, the business college had an alumni um, database. And I reached out to the person there and said, hey, I would love to create some externships for our players. They were like, hey, you know, uh, I don't know if anybody's going to respond. I sent an email. I got four hits like that in two hours, two hours. So you have people, alumni that want to give back to the university, you know, and maybe at the time they're not able to give a $50,000 um, gift to university, but maybe they're able to give time. Maybe they're able to give an internship. Maybe they're able to place someone in a career. You, you never know until you ask. And so you need to use these alumni resources. It is the most overlooked. I have this conversation with so many people. The most overlooked aspect of any program, and I'm talking about off the field and on the field, is, is alumni, former players, former students. Use your alumni resources. Well, you stayed throughout the episode, and I told you I had something special for you. And so if you look in the show notes, I kind of hit it because I wanted you to stay. If you look in the show notes, there is a downloadable document. Yes, a downloadable document that has these five resources set up and you can go in and you could create notes and write notes. And, you know, this is what we would do here. It's a document I want you to have. It's your it's my gift to you. Thank you so much for supporting the player development pod. Thank you so much for liking. If you haven't liked it yet. Hey, if you like anything or you got anything from this podcast, please like and subscribe. Thank you all for subscribing, liking what I'm doing. So. I just wanted to give a gift from me to you. I want to thank you for your support of Beyond the Field Player Development, of the Player Development Pod that you're listening to. I thank you so much for taking your time out of your day. And so this gift is from me to you. It has the five areas of, uh, or excuse me, the five ways you can create player development if you're a smaller program. And if you're a bigger program, you just it's, you can download it as well. Um, but just want to you know provide that for you. If you have any questions, reach out to me. My email is in the show notes. I can help you. Before we leave, I want to talk to you about what's about to happen here in a few weeks. It is about to be the 100th episode of the Player Development Pod. And for the 100th episode, I am doing a 100 tips of player development live. Yes, 100 tips live. And I need you there. I need you there live. I need you there in the comments. I need you there engaged. I need you there liking. I need you there sharing. I want to give you 100 tips to help you as you help develop athletes. While you're here, you may have just clicked off because you saw smaller programs and impact. And you may say, I still don't understand what player development is. Also, check out this playlist right here that talks about the impact player development could have on your program. Hey, as I always say, go out and create generational impact. Don't wait, create that generational impact today. Man, that's 97. That's the 97 episode right there. 97.